Who here knows the story of Chicken Little? The sky is falling, the sky is falling. If you don't know the story, here's a quick little synopsis. There was a little chicken, and one day an acorn fell out of a tree and hit him on the head, but he didn't see the acorn, and so he thought the sky was falling onto his head. And so he went around screaming to all of his friends, the sky is falling, and he managed to convince one friend after another that the sky was in fact going to be falling on all of their heads. What I didn't know is that there's actually different endings to that story. That the most common ending is that now this group of friends who are all convinced that the sky is going to fall go to the king to try to convince the king to tell all the people and get ready that the sky is falling. And the king looks at Chicken Little and plucks the acorn that's stuck in his hair out and says, Chicken Little, it's an acorn. There's no sky falling. And they go home. But like most fables, the origin of the story has a much more grim ending. That the origin of that fable, Chicken Little convinces all of his friends and then he goes to tell the wolf to, con to convince the wolf that the sky is going to fall. The, fall. the wolf goes, well, why don't you just come into my den and then you'll be safe from the sky falling. And they think that's a great idea and so they go into the den and the wolf has a nice lunch. What do we do when we feel like our world, our life, is falling apart? Now, objectively, we know that we shouldn't let ourselves be taken away by things falling apart, whether that's in the world around us or within ourselves. We shouldn't let ourselves just fall apart with it. But when we're in that moment, it's really hard emotionally not to let that happen. That when it feels like the world is going to hell in a handbasket, it's really hard not to get angry or to despair. That when we feel like our own life is crumbling away, it's really hard not to feel like, what am I doing wrong? I always seem to make things fall apart. What are we supposed to do when it feels like our life is falling apart, when the sky seems to be falling on top of us. My favorite verse in the gospel today was the last one. By endurance, you will gain your souls. By endurance, you will gain your souls. But in order to do that, we have to know what we are to endure in. Because if we endure in the wrong thing, we won't gain our souls. If we endure in the wrong thing, we'll allow ourselves to be taken away into whatever's coming, in the same way as the drowning person. Right? What happens when somebody is drowning, when they are panicking because they are drowning? They will try and grab on to whatever they can that they think will save them, and usually they just pull it under with them. So when we feel like our life is falling apart, how do we avoid becoming the drowning person and how do we allow endurance to gain our souls? Well, first, let's go back to Friday's Remembrance Day. At Remembrance Day, what are we remembering? What are we striving to allow to endure to our present day by this Remembrance Day? Well, we hear all the time this kind of slogan, lest we forget. Lest we forget. Because the old saying, 
those who do not remember history are doomed to repeat it. But what are we not forgetting? Sometimes I hear around Remembrance Day that we need to be grateful for and remember the gift of peace and freedom that the soldiers won for us by their sacrifice. That they have given us this peace and this freedom in our nation that we have to be grateful for and to hold on to. But I don't think that's what we want to endure. Why do I say that? Think of a person who absolutely tries to maintain peace in the home. What happens to that person that tries to get rid of any conflict in the home to maintain the peace? They create more conflict. If we try to hold on to peace and freedom absolutely, we actually end up making it worse. We want peace and freedom to endure, but it's not the thing that we hold on to. What do we hold on to? What do we allow our endurance to do to gain our souls? The other piece is the sacrifice. That's the first part, but it's actually the last part. We remember the sacrifice because it reminds us that when we allow human conflict to escalate, the cost of remedying that conflict is very high. That it is the highest price to pay to remedy that conflict. But what we also want to endure along with the memory of the sacrifice of those who paid the price for the sake of restoring freedom and peace is what got us there in the first place. To remember what brought the world to its knees in a global conflict. Because again, there's the classic saying, the only thing we need to do to allow evil to triumph is for good men, good men to stand by and do nothing. Right? One of our points of pride in this day and age is, well, there's no way we would ever be like the people of Germany before World War II. They're no less human than we are. What we need to allow to endure within our lives so that the sacrifice that was made to restore peace and freedom is worth it is to remember the reality of human conflict and how much diligence is required to find reconciliation amongst us because we are not beyond war in our own generation. Another example, Catholic Education Sunday today. At the 11 o'clock, we're gonna mark it a little bit more formally with students from, and staff from our schools here. But why do we mark Catholic Education Sunday? Why is Catholic education a thing that is important for us to hold on to? Well, what are we trying to do in education? What is the point of striving to educate our children? Because if you look at education, there are tons of different theories as to what is the best way to educate children. And to think that right now in 2022, we have reached the pinnacle of what it means to educate our children and there'll never be a new theory and a better theory of how to educate our children after, is silly. There's always gonna be a new way and a new idea of how to best educate our children. But what are we actually trying to do in education? 
Is it give them knowledge to fill their minds with more things so that they're well-formed? Well, that would mean that we would want every student that goes through school to reach a particular level, otherwise they would be incapable of living in society. Are we just trying to give them what they need to reach a particular goal? That we want them to be educated enough so that they can have this right job that's going to give them the right security so that they can relive a right life? Well, in both of those situations, what happens when their worlds fall apart? If those are the purpose of education, those don't give them an answer to when their worlds are falling apart. And this is why the anxiety levels in our children today are so high. What is the point of Catholic education? Catholic education is about facilitating the child's encounter with God. Because when they encounter God through their education, and that can be with science as much as it can be in music. It can be in social studies as much as it is in English literature. But when they encounter God through beauty and through truth and through goodness, they come to an understanding of the world around them and an understanding of who they are and their place in that world that is capable of enduring whatever the world throws at them. I had an argument with my dad a couple years ago about why do we teach Shakespeare in high school? My dad's like, what's the point? Those of you that have been out of, high, out of high school for a long time, when was the last time you used Shakespeare in your daily life? So why do we waste so much time teaching our high school students about Shakespeare? Because the beauty of Ju Romeo and Juliet or of Hamlet, or of Macbeth, and the eternal truths that Shakespeare was able to capture within those plays is something that is worth striving for. That it helps shape and mold the whole child, and not just for the sake of reaching a goal. It forms them as a human person more than anything. That's what we want to endure. Why all the theories of education change and shift with each generation, that is what never changes. That is why we have Catholic education. An old saint, St. John Chrysostom, this is why he says endurance is actually the first virtue. He says, endurance produces character, which contributes in some measure to the things which are to come, because it gives power to the hope which is within us. Nothing encourages a man to hope for blessing more than the strength of a good character. No one who has led a good life worries about the future. Does our good really lie in hope? Yes, but not in human hopes, which often vanish and leave only embarrassment behind. Our hope is in God and is therefore sure and immovable. The endurance that will gain our souls is the endurance that builds up the good character, the good character that comes in virtue, that leans on the gift of hope given to us by God. In the gospel today, Jesus describes everything falling apart. He describes the temple, the place of worship, falling apart. 
He describes the political systems that uphold their society falling apart. He even describes creation itself falling apart. And what does he tell them to do? Well, don't worry. When the time comes, I'll give you the words and the wisdom to do what you need to do. Don't even prepare for everything falling apart. Because the one thing that endures, that will gain your souls, is the death and resurrection of Christ. It is your faith in the suffering and risen Christ that is immovable. That is the one hope that cannot be shaken by any circumstance of the world around us. Everything else can fall. Everything else can fall. And so if we don't allow to endure the one thing that cannot fall, then we always leave ourselves at the threat of feeling like Chicken Little. But we don't want to be the second Chicken Little, who as the world is falling, is looking for an escape from the world. And by looking for an escape from the sky falling actually makes it worse by going into the wolf's den. We want to be like the first Chicken Little, who goes to the king and says, the sky is falling. And we let the king grab the acorn and say, you're going to be okay. Because his promise is not one hair on our head will perish. <laughs>